0: Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world. That people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Let's turn in our scriptures today to James chapter 5. Let's go ahead and read beginning at verse verse 13 of James 5 and then uh, all the way through the end of the chapter. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. God is good. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. In other words, whatever our position in life, there's always a godly response. If you're cheerful, sing to the Lord. If you're sick, pray to the Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, what if you're somewhere in between? <laughs> what, if you're, what if you're sort of sick and not very cheerful? Well, pray and start singing. Amen. There's this, there's this temptation I have when I look at this passage to give you a set of lists. Now, I want to confess something. I actually like a list. But I don't like a list in the sense that if I check these off, I am currying favor with God, gaining some sort of grace. I don't have a Roman Catholic view of sacramental grace where you do this to get that. I think grace has come to us in Christ Jesus. What I like, what I like with lists, I like them for multiple reasons, but the big two is Big two for Lists is I love to check things out. I love to inventory, to see what's there in me and to see, you know, how can I discover what's going on? I like them as a point of analysis. I like Lists as a troubleshooting device. So I'm just going to go ahead and confess that. But secondly, Lists often give me a framework for operation. And so I'm tempted to give you some lists, and I'm throwing in this thought about lists because I don't want anyone to think that these these things I'm going to give you, this set of lists, is meant for us to curry or gain or work for favor from God. If, if, if you are sealed by the Holy Ghost, covered by the blood of Jesus, you have the favor of the Father. You've been adopted into his family. You've been forgiven your sins. We have God's favor. It rests on us. And the logic that the Apostle Paul uses in the book of Romans is that if he's given us his son, what will he now withhold from us? We have his favor. So I want to build a framework here. And uh, it'll seem like I'm giving you a list. And you say, go do one, two, three, and I'll be healed. And then you might do one, two, three, and you're not healed. I don't want anybody to get that impression. I want you to see this is a framework um, to work with. If you noticed here, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of faith. If you know, if someone is sick, uh, pray. If someone's cheerful, sing. In other words, whatever your disposition, respond to the Lord with it. Whatever's going on in your life, respond to the Lord with it. And 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 that's incredible. In other words, it's no matter what's going on in life, respond to the Lord. But then, if you notice, is it anyone suffering? Anyone cheerful? Anyone sick? You know. So it, it's it's like. Uh, there's twice as much trouble, you might say, as there is there is not trouble. Uh, you know, whatever your disposition responds to the Lord, but it handles here. It literally talks about suffering and sickness, um, and in between that is some cheerfulness. So I want us to see that it takes it takes the the faith of several to work something out here, and it's not just physical sickness. If you notice, it says, if you're sick, you pray. If if you're suffering you pray If you're sick you call for the elders Okay there it is You you know I want to go ahead and say it up front The elders are not a magic potion Your prayers are not a magic potion Laying on of hands Is not a magic potion Anointing with oil is not a magic potion There is something Very powerful about Obeying the Lord Obeying the Lord it is taking God at his word. So first things first, the sick person has faith in the Lord that leads them to have obedience of the Lord. You're sick, call on the elders. Then the elders have faith because they come. They say, Oh, we've been called on. Here's our office, here's our station, here's our calling, here's our gifting. And and someone is sick here and they're sick and they're calling on the Lord. And the Lord has said, now obey me, call on the elders. Now, we're hearing from them, and now we have to go. We have to go because we're responding to God. God's established this way, this framework of of dealing with things. And then it says, you know, very clear, clearly, um, pray over him, anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord. Now, I'll tell you something I, I believe in. I got got one in my briefcase. I got one in my, in my pocket. I, I, I carry around anointing oil everywhere I go I am a, I'm 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 an elder in my local church um, um, And if I'm called on to pray If I'm called on to pray over someone who is suffering If I'm called to pray over someone who is sick uh, I, I anoint them with oil Why? Because the scripture tells me to Okay? why because I believe God it's not because the anointing oil is, is a magic potion it's not because my praying over them is a magic potion It's God is powerful and I want to obey him and so like I, I literally walk around all the time with anointing oil in my pocket I have ruined several pair of pants over the years by having that anointing oil burst in my pocket I've broken the glass the top has broken off before and you know, I look down and uh, there's anointing oil, but if I'm going to walk on or walk around ready to obey God, ready to express my faith, ready to trust God, ready to serve others, then I got to have the tools of the trade. So if you're sick, pray. If you're sick, call on the elders. Elders, if someone calls on you, you, you must be ready. Do you believe God? Do you trust God? Will you obey God? Will you, will you have the, the tools of the trade as, as it might say? And uh, what's interesting here is I, I've said it twice. I'm going to say it again. There's no power in the elders. There's no power in the prayers. There's no power in the old. There's no. Uh, many people lay on hands. I I often do. Okay. It says pray over them. Right. I like to lay hands. You know, I like that connection. There's no power in my hands. The power belongs to the Lord. So what do we do? All we can do. Is obey what the Lord has laid out for us. Somebody ought to say amen right there. But then what's interesting is, is, verse 15. In verse 15, it says, and the prayer of faith will save the one who's sick and the Lord will, uh, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Aha. Okay. It doesn't say exactly what sort of healing. Sometimes the way God heals a believer is by taking them out of this mortal coil. There's no guarantee that healing is just going to come in this life. But what is actually more important here is that if in the process of being sick, we feel our mortality and the sick person prays to the Lord and that sick person calls on the elders and the elders come and obey the Lord. Okay. And they obey the Lord and, and in obeying the Lord, they, they lovingly ask this believer, Right? Okay. You believe in God. So you're sick and you've prayed, you believe in God, you want to obey God. So you've called on the elders. Now the elders will come. And what I'm going to do is put the word in front of you. I'm going to ask you, is your confession, what is your confession in the Lord? Is your confession, are you holding your confession? Have you departed from the faith? Is there unconfessed sin? Because I'm going to pray for you to be healed and God's method of healing. You may be to bring you out of this body and to stand before him. And are you ready for that? It's very powerful, and I, and I want to tell you, you know, um, this week actually marks uh, 20 years I've been in pastoral ministry. Um, I was serving deacon ministry in our local church before that, and uh, and I want to say that it, you know it was it was fairly early on in my walk in studying James that I saw this, and I saw a very powerful process a very powerful pattern that could be given to an individual to a local church and if we would follow it what happens is whatever's going on in your life be in relationship with God over whatever's going on in your life and if it's sickness and if it's sickness that brings you not unto death then you call you know you you, you call on the elders you should expect to be confronted with the questions of your confessions you should be expected to be confronted with issues of sin you say preacher where'd you get that i thought we were just praying for the sick you get that because you 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 read the very next verses what does he say therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for another that you may be healed you see like here uh sin sickness is of a greater import than physical sickness you see that This is actually very powerful. It's not that we disregard the body. God doesn't disregard the body. You want proof of that? He plans on resurrecting the body. Somebody say amen. God loves the body. Knitted you together in your mother's womb. He has a plan to redeem body and soul. He will. Everyone will experience the resurrection. Some to the resurrection of the just and some to the resurrection of the unjust. Some to the pleasure of the Lord forever and some to the displeasure of the Lord forever. So, it's not that the body's disregarded, it's just the body, the body, the body of a person is not of primary importance. Their soul is. That's so why the Lord Jesus would say, Don't fear that one who is only able to kill your body. Rather, fear God who is able to kill the body and to cast the soul into hell. <laughs> I like how, if you read that passage, which I, we're not going to turn there just for the sake of time. You know, say, fear, fear that one who is able to cast the body and soul into hell and it's, fear him. It's, it's like an emphasis. Yeah. Fear that. Fear him. Fear the ones who's able to do that. So, so my point here though is that bodily sickness isn't even the main problem. Sin sickness is the main problem. Sin separation is the main problem. Sin is bigger than bodily sickness. Now you want to, you want another evidence of that? Um, Look at the life of Lazarus Jesus does raise him up bodily Absolutely, he raises him up bodily No doubt about it But what's more important is Lazarus's relationship with the Lord Jesus and that that relationship is one of friendship And it's not blocked or ruined or corrupted by sin now I see I'm way behind my own time stamp And so I better get on my horse here and ride I want us to see how extremely powerful this this I hate to call it a list, this framework that this list reveals. Uh, whatever your disposition, take it to the Lord. Are you suffering? Pray. Are you cheerful? Sing. Are you are you sick? Call on the elders all that faith being mingled you believe in God enough to obey him you ask them to come they are challenged to say well, do I believe in God enough to obey God like this sick person believes God enough to obey him they come there's no power in their instruments there's power in God but they obey the elders obey and they anoint with oil and they pray over this one and then then you know if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, according to First John chapter one verse nine. And so, as this as this idea turns a corner here, you see that the prayer of forgiveness, according to James, is definitively linked to the prayer over sickness. Prayer with sickness. Not all sickness is from sin, but let's face it, some sickness is from sin. And, uh, it's sort of tough to face that, but we, we need to. So right here in this first half of this passage, there's some pretty big pieces of framework for, for everyday living and for corporate life. Whatever you're facing, respond to the Lord. Whatever you're facing, um, respond in community. And uh, whatever you're facing, always take care of the main thing. And so whatever your disposition, respond to the Lord. Whatever is going on in your life, call the people in around you and have that framework that you can do it that help you experience and respond to the Lord. In this case, it's sickness, right? And then most definitely make sure that the main thing is always being taken care of. If sin separates and it does, if sin kills and it does, if sin offends God and it does, then if sickness has come on us to the point that we're fearing facing God, we feel that holy trepidation in our soul, call on the elders The elders come, the elders anoint, the elders pray We confess our sins We make sure that we're ready to face God Because God may choose to heal us By taking us out of this world I know it's a radical thought But it's only as radical as what James chapter 5 Verses 13 through 16 have revealed to us Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club.